0: Welcome everyone to over and back. This is supposed to be the start of day five. Uh, I had some audio issues last night. there was just some sounds going on in my, in my setup that I could not get fixed uh, to complete the podcast last night. What I was actually going to do is I was going to do a part one yesterday and I was going to do a part two today, today, today being Friday, but I could not get it fixed. And by the time I got it fixed, it was like 10 o'clock. I'm like, I'm going to bed. So you're getting the full pod, which is what I think you fully expected right away. I didn't tell anyone I was going to do a part one and a part two until right now. So this is going to be the I've been I'm been excited about this podcast for a while. So this is the FEA Boys Basketball Preview as I have been uh, alluding to all week. This is fun. This was tough. I will say this. This was tough. This was tougher than I thought it was going to be. So as I go through, you know, last year's results and rankings and and standings and I look at, you know, what new coaches there are, what players left, if there's any transfers in anything like that, it was it's tough. It is really there's a lot there is a lot to take in, and I'll probably contradict myself as I go through these my rankings. What I think, um, I'll probably contradict myself of why I put someone somewhere and someone else, you know, a certain other place. So, but I'll try try to explain myself as as much as possible. There there were two easy things for me in this. Okay, there was two. One was who was last place, and two that Nina was not first place. And yes, this is going to be maybe like an over a theme of the of the podcast because I you know, I put out for those of you who don't know, theunintentional.com. I put out FEA power rankings in the summer. I went to a bunch of summer games and I watched most of the teams and I put together what at that point who I th- what the power rankings I thought were at that point what, what how these teams looked. Something that, that will change as the year goes. These are just my how I think things are now. These are my preseason rankings. And I might be I, yeah I'm not saying I'm gonna be right I hope I'm right I think I've got a good grasp on some of these teams and these players and these coaches but when I did the 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 power rankings in the summer like I don't want to say people got not I'll say pissed but you know I got there was there were responses and you know someone responds you know how are there I think I had Nina five how are there four better teams than Nina and I'm like well tell tell me who they're better than you know I'm not and we'll get into Nina as we go here but it, it was just there's there's this this love for Nina has grown and I'm, and I'll let you know, as we go, we'll talk about previously. I talked about, you know, Evan flood has his rankings. Mark Miller has, has his rankings and not that I'm, you know, I'm equal to them and things like that. I will say this. I probably watch more FBA than they do. I think, I think I have a better grasp on the FEA than they do. I'm in the area. They're not, they come, they have to cover the entire state. I'm just trying to cover the FEA because it's in my backyard. So I think I've got a better grasp on the players. And, and the teams and the FEA as a whole than those two guys. You know, last year before the season started, so most of the people know, I had a, my son played for, for Kimberly last year. He is in college now. And I was talking to a buddy of mine who also had a 22 kid that was at a different school. And close friend of mine, we were just talking about basketball and, and the FEA and stuff like that. I said, you know what? I, I think you and I might know more about the players and the teams in the FEA than the FEA coaches do. And that's not a rip on the, on the, on the FBA coaches. They've got their own teams to worry about and things like that. But we were just kind of tuned in to everything because we'd watched these kids since they were in first, second grade. We've been around the basket, you know, been around basketball. We, we, we soak it all in. And I said, I really truly believe that we, we know more than most of these FAA coaches. I'm like, these coaches were smart. They should have hired me and him on the side and paid us some money to scout for him and, and help him win some games. Uh, but I truly believe that last year. I don't think I know as much this year as I do last year, but I know enough, in my opinion, to put this podcast out and to put these rankings out and to talk about these teams because most of these kids on these teams have played last year or will be playing. I would have seen them previously. So I think I've got a good enough grasp on it. So, But we are going to compare to to Evan and Mark's list just because it gives us a little bit of a a baseline or you know just a comparison to go off of. So I thought... I, like I said, we're, so we're gonna we're gonna start from ten. We're gonna go to one. We'll build a little suspense, right? I don't want to stop. Start, start at one, and then all of a sudden, ah, I've got one through three done. I'm gonna turn the podcast off. Now you gotta wait. Now you fast forward, I guess, if you want, but you gotta wait. So we're gonna start with ten. To me, it was clear as day who number ten is, and that's Oshkosh West. I was surprised that Mark Miller did not have Oshkosh West number ten. He had them number nine. So I guess the other thing I should have said was, it was clear to me who was number ten. It was clear to me that Nina is not number one. And then in conjunction with that, it was clear to me that Appleton West is not the bottom team in this conference anymore. And they were last year. They finished one and 17. But Oshkosh West last year, four and 14, they lost a bunch of guys. I know they've got some guys back, but they have a new head coach, and they just don't have the talent. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time. And again, this is the bulletin board material for all you teams. So all you kids that are listening to this, and you're on one of these teams, and you don't like where I put you, use it as motivation. No, I'm going to guess there's a good chance that no one really gives a shit where I put anyone. but maybe maybe people do this is this is my podcast, my opinion um so anyways, I don't again Oshkosh wests new coach, not a ton of talent i think putting them in ten is is the most obvious obvious spot to put him. i struggled mightily with these middle these middle teams i honestly believe that who i had who i have fifth could finish ninth like i i really think from I really think there's a top two teams in this top two in this in this conference. I really do. And I'll explain as we go. I honestly think three through nine, you could see any one of them beat each other. I don't think you're gonna see like the third ranked team, the third ranked team, like I don't think you're just gonna see them only lose to the top two teams, and the fifth the fifth best team only lose to the top four. You are gonna see some crazy basketball. If there's one thing that the FEA is gonna be this year is a complete shit show. It it is gonna be wide open. There are gonna be teams that win games that you're like, how in the hell did that happen? So this one's kind of by, I don't want to say by default, but I'm putting, this is going to be one of my contradiction things. This team lost no one from looking at, looking at the roster from last year. They, they essentially lost no one that played. And I'm putting them ninth because I just don't, I just don't know enough about him. And maybe that's a cop-out. And they dropped from my rankings. That's, they dropped from where I had him in the rankings. And that's Fond du Lac. I just don't know enough, no, no, I don't know enough about him. I, I know they got Jamari A. Dalton. And I know Dalton scored 50 points last, last year. And I also know that scoring 50 points does not equate to wins. So I don't know that, if that formula is going to work for them. I think they've got a solid team. And I think they've got a solid coach. But I just look at these other teams and I just think that there's, there's more talent. There's just there's just more that makes me want to put them puts Final Act Nine. They finished three and, three and fifteen last year. Again, in the FEA last year is completely different than this year. The, the FEA was loaded last year. There is a huge drop off from last year to this year. That is as factual as it gets. So I'm putting Final Act Nine, and I and I and, and I and I worry I'm going to be dead wrong. And to give you an idea. Mark Miller had Fond du Lac seventh, and Evan Flood has him five. Now Evan Flood did his he did his rankings a while ago, a uh, couple months. So he's he may have will have, may have changed his opinion by now. But so I'm going I'm going Fondalak, and I literally have this. I'm looking at my board. My board has Fondalak eighth, and I switched him with this team that I'm about to get into now at number eight. And I'll tell you why I switched him. But so Fondalak's number number nine. The number 18 I have, Appleton North. Finished 10-8 and last year. They lost two kids, though, that went to go play college basketball in Max Nelson, Brock Donaldson. They do have two senior guards, Garrett Stasek, Trent Mullen. They've got who I think might be the, the most exciting player in the conference, which is Abraham Tomari. And I'm telling you, if you have not seen this kid play, you need to go to an Appleton North game. Appleton North might be the most exciting team in this conference. I'm not even kidding you. I watch them in the summer. <laughs> They're just, it's just a, they, they define the FEA of being a complete shit show. So they've got their two senior guards. They've got Abraham, who is just an athletic freak. He threw a dunk down on Kai Rogers. If you know who Kai Rogers is, he's being recruited by a bunch of D1 schools. And then they've got a bunch of freshmen, highly skilled, competitive as hell, freshman and this team is going to beat some teams at the top that you that no one would have ever thought and then they might lose to Oshkosh West no offense Oshkosh West again bulletin board material but Appleton North is a must-watch team this year in the FEA and hopefully you just catch them on a good night there's probably going to be a night where they shoot like shit from three and they get beat by 20 and you're going to be like Appleton North sucks no wonder why you had them eight you should have had them nine I I'm just telling you that they are going to beat. They could beat any team in this conference on any given night because they have the talent. They got the skill level. I think they've got a very good coach, and they've got an athletic kid in in Abraham that'll just—he's a game changer. He will change games. So I have them, and I felt bad putting him putting him eighth. And again, I had him ninth, and I think maybe I should put him seven. I think to myself, maybe I should put him six. I don't know. It's crazy. This is this this FEA is going to be wild. So moving on to number 7. 7 is probably where people think I have this this team too high. I just think this team has way too much talent that it's it's not going to be in the bottom anymore. And that's Appleton West. They've got they've got high they got high skilled kids. They got, you know, Ezra Brown, and Ezra used to be a Kimberly kid. Love Ezra. I used to coach Ezra. Uh Ezra Ezra is as dynamic of a playmaker as as there is in the in the FEA. He can he can he's got he's got a ton of moves. He can get by anyone. He's he's just he's he's good. He's a good player. I, I offensively I like him. He's and he's willing to pass. And then you've got Mikhail Harmeson, who's a knockdown shooter and a big body. Mikhail's, Mikhail's a very very good player. You got EJ Holt, who is I, I'm who better make uh, all defensive team this year. Uh, did not last year probably. I, I I guess it's tough. Do you want to put a kid that was on a one in seventeen team on all defense? I don't know. I, he can guard multiple positions, if not all positions. And then you have a new kid, and maybe this is why some of these these uh, guys don't know that that Appleton West has this new kid named Denim Potts, who's a very very good player as well. I think they've got they have four very very talented basketball players. Now the question always with Appleton West is, can they put it together? It's it's always been the answer's always been no, and they've just never been able to gel or mold. And get them to play as a team, play effectively, fundamentally sound. And I just think this year, as like you're gonna have four seniors, like dude, guys, and I'm talking to you four directly. If you guys can't get your shit together this year, man, <laughs> maybe you never can. But you guys have got the talent to do it. You've got the talent to fit. again another team that could easily beat any team in this conference. It, it's just the way the conference is. So I got Appleton West seven. Even though they're coming off a one in seventeen year, they didn't lose much. And I think, and again, they gained a, a player. And I think those juniors that are now seniors are going to be able to put it together. And I think this Appleton West team could surprise some people. They're, they're to me, the surprise. And I think Flood actually had them as a surprise team in the FEA uh, in an article a couple weeks ago. He's probably just stealing my material. But this is my surprise team of, God, I have a lot of surprise because I think Appleton North could be the surprise team, too. So, but I think Appleton West is going to get out of that cellar this year. And I think they're going to actually jump a few spots and they're going to finish middle to the bottom of the FEA. I got them at seventh right now. So we move into sixth. Now we're really getting tough, right now. We're, and people are probably like, "What? Wow, Why haven't you talked about Hortonville yet? Hortonville's got to be right." So uh, let me give, actually let me give you this. As we will pause here, we'll talk getting get, before we get into number six. Evan Flood's rankings a couple months ago: Oshkosh North, Nina Appleton East, Kimberly Fond du Lac, Appleton North, Kakana, Appleton West, Hortonville, Oshkosh West. So so Evan Flood had Hortonville nine. Mark Miller, Nina Appleton East, Ashkash North, Kakana, Kimberly Hortonville, Fond du Lac. Appleton North, Oshkosh West, Appleton West. So he had Hortonville six. I have Kimberly six. I have Kimberly six. And this is why. You, you don't lose the two-time FBA player of the year, a D1 player who got, went to Wofford, Jackson Pavlatsky. You don't lose Owen Polakowski, who's a D2 player. You guys, everyone knows I love Owen. D2 player, went to St. Leo to play. And then a bunch of other really, really good role players that could shoot the ball, Uh, And played off of Pav and Owen really well. Uh, This team was a three-point shot away from going to the sectional finals and and probably going to state. And then you don't have Nina with this one-loss record win in state. Like that was it was a three-pointer that, and you're talking a tough three-pointer. I mean, you're talking you shoot that ten times, it probably goes in once. That that's that was as tough of a shot as it gets. So you don't lose all of that and just keep yourself in the top three. You just, you just don't. And I think a lot of times guys do these rankings and give a lot of credibility to teams, which is when we'll, we'll talk about Nina as we get to Nina. And there's a lot of credibility given, you know, well, it's always Kimberly. Kimberly always finishes at the top. Kimberly's always one, two and one or two in the FBA. I I just don't think they have enough this year. I don't. And everyone, I'm a Kimberly dad. My kid's my my oldest went to Kimberly. My youngest goes to Kimberly. I know everyone on the Kimberly team. So all you kids at Kimberly, don't be mad at me. Bullet, bulletin board material. Use it as motivation. But you've got to expect the drop off when you lose that much talent. You you just like I was I said last year, Kimberly was a top in my opinion, the top three point shooting team in the state. And stats stats wise, it was proven. And you don't lose all of those kids and just expect to just be in the top three because your name's Kimberly. It's not the way it works. So I have Kimberly six. I I think they're gonna struggle. I really do. I think it's tough when you lose you lose so much. And now you've got kids that have to play brand new roles. Okay. Seth Myron's gonna be the leader on that team. Seth Myron's gonna have to take that take that team and and be the leader and most likely be the leading scorer. And I love Seth. I think Seth has the ability to do it, but that doesn't mean that I'm gonna put Kimberly number one or two in the FEA. Not with not with what they've lost. So I've got Kimberly sixth. They finished 14 and four last year in conference. I think Kimberly lost about 10 games total last year, but I I think they're just going to drop because they've just, they've just lost too much. And that's going to be the theme as we get to Nina as well. So moving to number five, I got Hortonville. I have Hortonville number five. Hortonville lost two starters, but those two starters were not, they weren't leading point getters on that team. They weren't the leading rebounder. wasn't the leading assist, you know, assist getter. But I know they do they did lose lose two starters that were seniors, you know. But I don't think that it is that much of a loss that it affects this team that much. Last year they beat Oshkosh North, they beat Appleton East. they beat Kakana. They they've they played teams tight last year. I think they have a very good coach. I I, I was tempted to put I mean, I was tempted to have Hortonville as as high as three in the FEA. I think they're hard nosed. I think they play they play they play tough, they're competitive. I think that they, again, this is a team that most likely will beat any team in the FBA. Like, if you think a team this year is going undefeated or even one loss or maybe two losses, you're crazy. I think the FBA is going to, I think whoever wins the FBA this year, I think is probably going to have a minimum of three losses. That would surprise me if any team went through and only had one or two losses. That would really, really shock me. And it's also why this is so tough. It's also like, I think to myself, like, why am I even doing this? This is so hard to predict. Aside from a couple top teams in my opinion, I, I just think teams from three to three to almost nine could really you could really interchange them. Now, you've again you've got to rely on players coming back, which contradicts my fond lag pick. Uh you've got to rely on the coaches that you believe in. What kids perform last year, who's gonna perform this year. Like it's there's so much to to try to take in and make a prediction. It again, FEA is gonna be a shit show. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like I just mean it like every night. Something crazy is going to happen. So don't even go in with an expectation of, like, if you were going to put you're going to put point spreads on all these games, like when when, when the season starts, every point, sh- point spread that doesn't involve Oshkosh West should be within eight points. There's no reason to think that any team could beat another team by more than eight. There just isn't. It's just it's that kind of conference this year. So uh, yeah, Kimberly six, Hortonville's five, number four. Now we get to the number. F- now we get to the team where. Where we've all been clamoring about, oh, my God, Nina, Nina, Nina. I have Nina four, and I easily could have put him six. I want everyone to understand this, okay? They lost five all-conference players. They didn't lose two. They didn't lose three. They lost five, right? They lost five. They lost Chevalier Emery, who you could have made the argument, like I said last year, could have been the FBA Player of the Year. They lost J.J. Piter who's playing at UW-Lacrosse. They lost Carter Thomas, who's playing at UW-Oshkosh. They lost Eli Schmidt. And they lost Matt Young, who was on the all-defensive team. Five all-conference players they lost. And you mean to tell me that they're going to finish top in the FEA or even second in the FEA? And more importantly, they're going to finish top five or six in the state? You've got to be fucking kidding me, you guys. I don't give a shit how good Cal Klesmit is or how good Brady Corso is, this team is not finishing that high. You cannot lose that much and expect to finish at the top of your conference or even in the top ten in state. You just can't. It's the same reason that Kimberly, I have dropped a bunch because they lost that. And you could say that Nina lost more than Kimberly because they <laughs> they did. You you, it's I don't know where this I, I I shouldn't say I don't know where it comes from. I know where it comes from. It's everyone. Lee Rubis is a great coach. I understand that. I fully acknowledge it. But this team just does not have the talent or the depth to finish as a top team in the top one or two team in the FEA, and more importantly, and I'll talk to Flood with this when we talk in our in our high school preview to finish in the top ten in the state. There's there's just there's not a chance, not a chance. So everyone who's who's clamoring for Nina to be at the top because it's Nina, it doesn't work that way. You you can. I get credibility. You can build up all this credibility, and you won last year. And but you just it things change, and things have changed. And Cal and Brady may be great. You know what? They've never fucking played together. They've never fucking played a game together. Yes, they played in summer. Awesome. They've 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 played in summer. But I don't know what either of these two are going to look like this year. I, Cal hasn't played in over a year, right? He didn't play all last year. He tore his ACL. That's a tough injury to come back from. By all accounts, you know, you hear he's he's full strength. He he's he's playing well. And you can say, well, I, I you should know what you expect from Brady. Brady's role completely changes in this team on this team this year. Completely changes. You don't think Brady's gonna want to get more shots up? He's gonna be one of the main guys now. Brady Corso, again, played next to five all conference dudes that are all gone now. His role changes. I don't know what to expect from Brady Corso this year. I don't I I have no idea. And for that alone. Is why you don't put them number one or number two. That alone is why you don't put them number five or six in the state. Like you just you don't know what you're going to get. They've got three kids that have played meaningful varsity minutes, and one of them didn't play last year because of an ACL. That's Cal Brady played meaningful minutes last year. Jackson Schloman played meaningful minutes last year. Other than that, you you that's it. You got everyone's got essentially no experience, and you're telling me that they're a top ten team in Division One. You're telling me that they're a top two team in the FEA? Not a fucking chance. And I get it. They they probably have the best backcourt in the FEA. Do they have any size? I, I've I've heard they do have some size, but it's it's a, I think two juniors or a junior and a sophomore that are that again have no experience. I mean, look at the dudes in this conference that are that are like the top players in the conference. They're big. I, I don't know how Nina is going to guard any team with any bit of size. And I don't know, I just I, I just don't see it, I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Lee, uh, Rubis will get this whole this team playing as a team and and everyone's and it's just an incredible, incredible year for them, and they finish as a top 10 team in the Division one and they're a top two team in the FEA. But I do not see it at all. I just don't see how that that is the result of what this team is right now. I, I just think they lost way too much. I, and I can't believe anyone I can't believe anyone would actually argue that. I can't believe anyone that could even back up putting them that high. I just don't get it. So, barring any kind of injury from another team or some breakout performance from from someone on this team that I don't that I don't foresee coming, that's why I have this team for. That's why I have Nino for. Let's move to the top 3. I have got Kakana at number 3. Uh, they did lose their top three uh, scores from last year, but this might be one of those addition by subtraction uh, conversations. Kacana's I've watched them in the summer, and I was very impressed. John O'Neill's a big. I think he will be very, very tough to guard because he's just so big. He will be very just even if it's just rebounding. What O'Neill gives you rebounding is gonna be tough to match from any from any team in this conference. Again, I don't know who does I don't think Nina has a has a kid that's gonna guard that's going to guard John. I just don't. I don't think they have anyone that can guard him. But on the flip side, I think Kakana has dudes that can guard Cal and Brady. I just do. I think it's a, it's a lot easier to guard guards in high school than it is to guard kids that are 6'10". It's just the way it is. It's, it's just it's just the way it is. So I think people are going to struggle with Kakana because of their size. I, Carson Awe is, damn, that kid can shoot. I was very impressed with his ability to shoot. Squares his body nicely. He's one of those kids where every time you see the ball go up and leave his hands, you're like, that's going in. That's three. So he impressed me. I think Van Dinter can defend well. And I I'll be honest, I was I've never been a huge Mudler fan. He impressed me. Because the one thing I thought about this team was they don't have a point guard. They have no one. They don't have a point guard. Mudler always played off the ball. He was always their shooting guard. And I watched him and they're playing him at point. They played him at point in the summer. He looked fantastic. I I was I was highly, highly impressed with Mudler. And if he can take that from what he had on the summer in the summer and grow on that and keep the momentum coming and he's your point guard and you got Carsonaugh as your two guard and you got O'Neal down low to get re- I mean, I think this team is this team could be really, really, really good. So that's why I have Kakana three. I just think they're gonna be a, a nightmare to defend inside. And if you start Sagan down in O'Neal and he's kicking out to Mudler and Carsonaugh and Van Dinter. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. The only question I have, as I think we all do with Kakana teams, is how are they going to defend? Because last year they didn't defend at all. So if their defense can shore up some of the issues they had or a lot of the issues they had last year, I think Kakana is the number three team in the FEA, which is why I have them number three. Now we move into the top two. This was tough for me. I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth on these two teams. It's obviously Appleton East. It's obviously Oshkosh North. And the coaching is what really separated it because Appleton East has a brand new coach. And I do not know what to expect. I have no idea what to expect. So I gave Oshkosh North the nod. But I would not be surprised if Appleton East won the FEA at all. Because, again, I don't know how their coaching is going to be. Appleton East has two big athletic players inside in Glazer and Kyle. They've got a great point guard in the church. So if you didn't know, we called Joey LaChapelle the church because someone else on another podcast called him LaChapelle. So me and my buddy nicknamed him the church. So if you ever hear me say the church, it means I'm, I'm referring to Joey LaChapelle. So they've got three really good players. Now, I'll be honest. I don't know the rest of their players and their depth. That's that's another concern as well. I What... What do their kids four, five, six, seven, eight look like? I don't know that, but I know their top three are probably the top three in the FEA. If you took it all these teams and you said, "Give me your top three players," Appleton East has the top three players, I think, in the FEA. Now, Oshkosh North may have the best two players overall. They're just the just the flat out best two players. But I think if you want to start talking about depth, which you got to talk depth in the FEA, you need you need to 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 go a couple kids deep in your bench. You can't play five all the time. You can, it's just not as easy. But that's where I that's where I that's where I actually question both of both of these teams. I don't know the depth on Appleton East and I don't know the depth on Apple and Ashkosh uh, North. But I put North number one. They've got I think the two best players in the FEA in Stevie Clark and Xavion Mitchell. They lost three starters from last year and I just don't know what is going to be after those two guys. But they've got the, again, I think they've got the two best players in the FEA and that is enough for me to put them number 1. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Appleton East finishes number 1 in the FEA. I just don't know because they have a first-year head coach. And despite what people may think, coaching actually does matter matters in high school. Matters a lot. You can have all the talent in the world. If you don't have all the, if you don't have the right coaching and putting kids in a position to succeed and kids in the right spots and holding kids accountable, then you're going to lose games. It's it is just reality. You cannot win just based solely off of talent. So, if you were going to tell me that that the Appleton East new coach Bots is going to be an amazing coach and he's he knows what he's doing and everything's good, I would put Appleton East number 1 because I think they've got the three best players in the conference. But I don't know. It's an unknown. So I'm giving, to me, it's almost a coin flip, but I'm giving Oshkosh North the nod because I think they have the two best kids in the FEA. So that'll do I thought I was actually going to spend a longer time on Nina, but maybe I will because of all the the hate tweets I get back. But let's recap. Oshkosh West 10, Fond du Lac 9, Appleton North 8, Appleton West 7, Kimberly 6, Hortonville 5, Nina 4, Kekana 3, Appleton East 2, Oshkosh North 1. And again, I will reiterate this. This year is going to be a shit show. I just want everyone to realize what some of these teams lost, right? Ashkosh North lost three starters. Appleton East lost two starters. Kekana three. Nina four, plus a fifth that played a bunch. Hortonville, and actually they lost five starters because one of them, Eli got hurt, and then Matt Young stepped in was another starter. So technically they lost five starters. Hortonville lost two. Kimberly lost four starters. Appleton West lost one. Final Lac lost zero. You think, think about that. That's my contradiction, right? So these teams that didn't lose many ki- many starters are way at the back still. I just, whatever. Uh, Appleton North lost three starters, I believe. Oshkosh West, I don't even know. I think they lost three or four starters. There is a lot that was lost from 22 to 23. And what was lost was very, very talented and very skilled and very, very good basketball players. So this year is going to be wild. And I am so excited for it. If you haven't heard my previous podcast talking about this year, I think I'm more excited about this year than I was last year. And my kid played last year, and I don't have anyone even playing this year. But I'm very, very excited for this year's FEA, and I'm excited for it to be all over the place. I'm excited for it to be upset after upset or or perceived upset after upset, even though I don't think there's – I think, honestly, the only upset or the only time that I'll be like really surprised is if Oshkosh West were to be one of those perceived top teams. Even if Oshkosh West is going to win a game this year, they are. They're probably going to win multiple games. I won't be terribly surprised unless it's against like a top team, like if they beat kacon or Nina or Hortonville. They're this is good. You will see so many, so many teams. Like I think almost every team could split the season series with with the other team that they're playing. I, Appleton West might beat everyone in this conference. They might. They they that's that's the kind of talent they have. So be ready for a great FEA season. I'm excited. This will not be the last time we talk about it. We'll, uh, hopefully we'll get Evan Flood on here in, in the next couple weeks, and we'll talk more about statewide basketball so we can talk about, you know, the top teams in the entire state, not just a specific conference. We'll touch on the FEA though, as well. Uh, let me give you, Oh, yeah, let me give you a couple predictions in the FEA too. I'm going to go with Xavier Mitchell as the FEA Player of the Year, and I will go with Matt Hintz from Hortonville as the Coach of the Year. I'm not gonna break down you know all conference teams and stuff like that. Frankly, I think all conference teams, for the most part are a fucking joke. I think coaches get it wrong a lot of the time. I think they have a lot of misses. I think the the process needs to change. And this isn't even me talking about anything to do with my kids. This is this is actually it's gonna be a podcast I do most likely in the summer. And you might as well just call it the Gabe Hammond episode because when, the all-conference teams came out from when Gabe Hammond, who plays for Kukana, um, when those when that all-conference came out, I about lost my shit. And ever since then, I'm like, I'm doing a podcast in specific re- regard to that all-conference team. And then since then, so many the other things have happened. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me! You got to be kidding me! And I got to talk about it. So I don't. I think all-conference teams are are in large part done wrong, done incorrectly. Could be so much better. But I think it's just done in a lazy fashion, and I would actually rather they just got rid of them. I just think, just get rid of them. Why do we need a name in all conference? But we got to make the kids feel good, and then some kids get pissed off, and some coaches like, oh well, you get voted because you were on varsity last year, and I know your name, and I don't really know who this other person is. And all right, I've said too much. I've said too much. We'll save it for the podcast in the summer. But that's my that's my pick. Xavier Mitchell will be player of the year. Hints from Hortonville is going to be coach of the year, and. I look forward to doing a podcast two weeks into the season when all of this is completely flipped upside down. But if there is one thing I know, it is that Nina is not going to finish first in the FEA. So that'll do it, everyone. It's Friday night. Kimberly versus Bayport in football to go to state. Big game tonight. It's cold out. It was nice and 70 degrees yesterday, and now it's 35. But uh, yeah, there's no such thing as, as climate change. So, you know, who knows? Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, hopefully, with a podcast. we got some 22 kids playing tonight. We'll cover that. Uh, we'll go through some of the other college kids that have played over the last couple nights as well. So it'll be a college-heavy podcast tomorrow. Other than that, though, everyone have a great weekend. If you need to hit me up at Spread and Bread on Twitter, website is TheUnintentional.com. This has been Over and Back.